Welcome to the Dangerous Man Podcast, where we talk about how to become a better man, take responsibility for our mission, create value for others, and the many failures and lessons we've learned along the way. Stay dangerous. Welcome back to the Dangerous Man Podcast. This is your host, John Castoris, joined by your co-host, Adam Tuft. What's up, boys? What is up, guys? Today, we are going to talk, Adam and I, we are. And, you know, we were kind of hoping to get into the topic of overcoming character flaws. What does that mean? Mm. Interesting question, John, that you should ask that. What does it mean? Uh, we're actually going to share our stories a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam and I both have a little piece of a story that we want to share, a moment from uh, us and our becoming and our growing up a little bit more from a mm-hmm. few years ago. Mine will be back towards my childhood. Um, Adam's will be a little bit more recently. Uh, you say three or four years ago? More recently than childhood, but like kind of like right after high school kind of. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Perfect. So that's kind of what we're looking at today. I'm going to jump right in here and share my thoughts. Um, So the context here is that when I was a kid, I was homeschooled. And I we're talking like preschool, kindergarten through third grade right now. I pretty much did not do my homework. I did not listen to my mom very well. And um, yeah, I just like, was a bad kid at home. And what was interesting about that is I, my mom always threatened like, Hey, if you don't get your, your act together, John, if you don't do your homework. Oh, I also just complained a ton. I was like, I'm not going to do it. Ah, this is hard. And I'm going to run away and play. Yeah. Oh, and I, I did. Yeah. And, and it was like, I remember in third grade, me and my dad sitting at the, it was the coffee table in the living room. And He's basically like help, trying to help get me to do this homework and help me. But I was like refusing his help and just like melting down like, this is too hard. Uh, arithmetic, by the way, for those wondering. Mm-hmm. And um, at any rate, um, my mom always threatened to send me to school if I didn't get my act together and behave. And well, you guessed it, I did not. And they sent me to school starting in fourth grade. And kind of the story there was because I was so resistant to reading and writing, that I basically, I I sucked at at reading and writing because I refused to learn and practice that. And in school, I was immediately uh, thrown into special ed and kind of had to go to those periods of special ed and kind of have, um, I, I don't know, we basically had to do some extra tests and they had quote unquote resources for us to kind of help us in our learning disabilities, if you will. And I kind of unofficially was categorized as having ADD, which is basically, I guess, what they would call attention deficit disorder. What do you mean by, like, uh, unofficially? Yeah, so I was never, like, brought into a doctor, and, and they never, like, spoke this over me. Like, you have ADD. But my mom was pretty much like, yeah, I think it's hard for you to focus, and and, and this would be something similar, you know. Mm-hmm. So at any rate, um, the important part is that I was in special ed and I didn't really know how to read and write. And I basically had to have a teacher sit in, one of these special ed teachers sit in classes with me and take notes from me. Mm-hmm. 
which well, is actually kind of nice. <laughs> it, I mean, it, they're definitely holding your hand, but it is kind of nice. Like for a little bit, I was yeah. like, oh, I don't have to do all this shit that I hate. <laughs> What's well, amazing? I, I, because I was slow at writing, and I and I I legitimately would put hyphens in between every word, and like I I just was terrible, and I was slow. And um, at any rate, so I was kind of behind in school, getting into school, and. I needed all this this attention and help. But I remember just hating special ed because I had to sit on an extra pe- class periods and I had to do all these extra tests every every like quarter or semester or, you know, whatever it is. And essentially, um, I was like, I want out. Like, I don't want to have to do all this stuff. Um, you know, basically, I got to the point where I wasn't really needing their help. I wasn't going to any of the special ed stuff. And I had... So you stopped of- putting hyphens between all your words. Yeah, basically, okay. and, they, and they're like, okay, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, yeah, I stopped putting hyphens in between my words, and I started actually, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was basically improving drastically mm-hmm. and learning yeah. how to read and write. And I could keep up in a class, and, you know, technically they're like, they gave me the option of like, you know, if you want to take your, if you want to take your tests in a, in a different room, we could arrange that outside of your classes, if, if it helps you focus more. And I remember just being like, no, I don't want that. Like, I want to, I want to do what everyone else is doing. I want to be like everyone else. And uh, so I kind of fought hard for that. And even even if it's, I struggle at times focusing, I, I really like, I just wanted to be a normal, regular student and not need to be in these special ed things because I didn't feel like I needed it. I was like, therefore, I don't want to be like thrown in with all these people that are all these losers that can't focus. You know, yeah. I didn't, you know, I didn't really think they were losers, but I, it, you get what I'm saying, though. I was just like, I don't I don't want to associate with them. I'm just normal mm-hmm. and I can perform. And so basically, long story short, I ended up testing out of uh, special ed and kind of the, the quick breakdown with that is that I, I took this test to test out of needing special ed and I had a, um, I had a, uh, what would you call it? I guess the head of the region of schools, whatever like school system we are in or whatever you'd call it. And they basically, after I did well in this test and tested out officially of, spe- of needing special ed, like Oh, I had broken out of the 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 box they had put around, uh, you know, um, needing all this extra help and whatnot. And I was kind of a normal kid. Mm-hmm. And this this guy came, and my parents were there. And this this is eighth grade, by the way. So you know, I loosely was in special ed for a few years. Really, after fourth grade was the main year. And here I am. So yeah, for get, three years. Yeah, more okay. or less. Um, here getting into eighth grade, and I fish was like I'm testing out of this. It could have even been seventh grade, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Either way, so as you're in special ed for three to four years. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, and I I took this test and I did did really well, of course, because I didn't really need it. And uh, I ended up having this this high guy come and not high guy. He was not high. <laughs> but, <laughs> He was I sure hope wasted. Not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Anyways, uh, this guy from the school system came right. My parents were there, uh, set in a scene. We're just in the classroom. It wasn't like anything huge, uh, but then I remember like there was a couple of teachers there, and they, and they basically they were like, "Hey, like less than one percent of people in your group of special edness like test out or ever like kind of quote unquote graduate needing this help." Wow, it's very rare. I was like, "Oh, my reaction was like, oh, it it didn't really matter to me. Like, I didn't really care. But I was like, oh, interesting. I oh, okay. Like in my mind, I never was one of them. So I was like, okay, whatever. Hey, but they made yeah, (laughs) they made a big deal about it, and they shook my hand and gave me like a certificate, and they're like, we want to recognize you, uh, you know, as somebody. Anyways, it was it was pretty interesting. But um, kind of the main the main point though, uh, 
it, that I'm getting at though is, you know, I didn't do my homework. I, I, I was, I had a deficit in my character of like refusing to do what I was supposed to do, refusing to do my work. Uh, and also just like not having skills like reading and writing because I refused to just actually do what I was told and embrace what I, what I did. Uh, but, but for me, that's a story of, you know, getting tossed into like, oh, you're special ed and you have ADD. And, and there is a little bit of like labeling that goes on there. Um, and for me, it's substantial because, you know, there's a lot of people that sit there and they're like, oh, I have this learning deficit. Um, and they kind of live out of that, that identity with that. Um, and for me, it was like, you know, I, that's not the kind of person I want to be. And I don't really feel like I, I have a learning disability. Like I am a cool kid, actually. I hang with the cool kids. I'm not some, I'm not some, there's some person that struggles with all these things. Like that's not me. And I'm, so I really made that a goal to push out of that and grow. Um, and in it, for me, it was certain, there's a certain kind of victim and mindset that I think I could fall into. Like, it's nice having notes taken for me, like, um, and whatnot, but. I guess this is just the way I am. Is that kind of like the thing that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, so that's kind of my, my story and um, kind of a way that I had some character flaws that I over, that I overcame mm-hmm. in my life. And yeah. So were you talking about kind of the character flaws being like the, the I'm way behind in um, like reading and writing, like the dashes between the words, that kind of thing. Is that kind of more the like, Hey, I was behind just because I didn't want to do what my parents told me and I didn't actually, I wasn't actually disciplined. Um, and then I got this, these labels slapped on me and then like put into this program. But then like, was it, what, what, what was the synthesis for changing? Was it just the, Hey, I don't want to be here or I like, I just have to do extra work because of this or like a combination of those things. Yeah. I think it was, it, yeah, it was the, I don't want to do this extra special ed work and Mm -hmm. the labels that comes with that you know part of it was as simple as like i don't want to take these stupid tests every year additionally to the other testing i'm doing because i'm in my head i'm i'm already normal so i was like well fuck this i'm gonna give me the test i'm gonna test out of this shit and then i did so as is mostly i mean you weren't necessarily saying that as like a seventh grader but no no that's how i talk about it now (laughs) yeah it's like i don't think we swore very much when we were (laughs) Um, but uh uh so it was almost like you didn't I want to identify with that. Yeah. And um you'd actually like your character has gotten better, you'd gotten better at reading, writing, uh math. Um and you didn't want to take the extra tests. So I was like, well screw this, get me out of this thing. Is that kind of like the 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 pl- way in which you grew was just being like realizing hey this is not who I have to be. Um, and it's annoying that I have to do this other stuff. So let's, let's actually like move and get out of this. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And um, I think it also, it is interesting story for me too. Cause you know, my last thought here with this is, is reflecting on it. It was, yeah. Like I did struggle as a kid in a lot of ways Yeah, and I did have a lot of attitude issues and a lot of anger. Uh, and that's kind of the person I was at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it's, it's, it's a powerful story to look back on. And this is probably the main takeaway for me and for, for our audience here is we all have stories we can look at that we can point to areas that we had deficits in our character, ways that we weren't able to perform well, we didn't rise up, uh, you know, and 
somewhere along the journey, we can look to stories and moments in our lives that we, we grew up, we grew out of it. Um, and we overcame that and we became stronger, became, you know, better character. And I think it's a great example to be able to point to in our lives to kind of give us some strength looking back. Mm-hmm. Um, That's why it's important to look back on stories and how you may have like had a failure or setback and then actually like grown out of it. Because then you realize like, hey, I am good instead of only just focusing on all the stuff that you're ba- doing bad like now. Right, right. Yeah. I know you mm-hmm. probably have an example um, in your own life, Adam. Um, yeah, just something that you want to share and get into. Yeah, so um, right after high school, I wanted to do missionary work um, through an organization called Net Ministries. Um, just to kind of a disclaimer, we are not at all like officially affiliated with Net Ministries. Um, so like anything that we say isn't actually reflective of them, just as a disclaimer. But um, anyway, I really wanted to serve with Net. We just call it Net um, for the people that are around it. Yep. Um, and I grew up uh, around uh, this net missionary work because a lot of the missionaries would like stay with families and that kind of thing. And I had a lot of those missionaries staying with me growing up. Both my parents actually did this missionary work and that's how, actually how they met. Um, and my older brother also did this missionary work um, with net. Um, and I saw how it, how it changed him and how like his character grew through it and being like, wow, that's really cool. And he did it right after high school. So, and um, being in high school for me was kind of rough. I really didn't like high school. Um, and senior year specifically was like really rough. Like I remember like I was supposed to take the city bus to school, but like senior year, um, I just like could not get up on time in the morning for the life of me. And I think my my mother drove me most days. Um, yeah. I was also a little behind because as you could tell, like I didn't have my driver's license senior year. <laughs> like I waited uh, a little too long to get that. So I was already kind of coming from like a, almost like a place of like being kind of behind um, in my senior year and just kind of like being like almost like a little de- like depressed, obviously like not diagnosed, but I think my, my mother did like say like, I th- you might be depressed. And I'm like, well, maybe, but I don't want to talk to a therapist about it. Um, yeah. That's kind of like where I was senior year, but like not wanting school. I was like, oh, I'll go do this missionary thing and then I'll, I'll get the same results as my brother and I'll just, everything will just magically be figured out. Um, and I think that's what I like kind of figured out was. And also because it's like missionary work, it's not like an actual like big job. It's um, like every, like I just kind of expected like, oh, pretty much everyone gets accepted to this thing. I'll go, I'll see that's cool. Like, they're like, nothing's going to really, um, be crazy. I'm just going to go on this interview weekend, um, where they get to kind of see, is it a right fit for them? Right fit for me. And then, um, so I, I went on this thing and it was, it was good and whatnot, but at a certain point they ask you to like kind of share your story of like how you grew in your faith and, or like how you like came closer to God. And, and we had like some time to write this down. And though I had like, gotten closer to God in a lot of different ways. Like I just didn't write anything because I'm like, I don't know what story to share because like, honestly, up until that point, I don't know if I really even like thought about synthesizing stories about that. Mm-hmm. Even though I did know of certain times, I just didn't really focus on that just because I was coming from the place of like senior year of being like, I am shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And I think that was something that really hampered me. And then after the the interview weekend, I ended up getting a letter and then they asked, asked me to wait for not one, but two years. And that was like, like devastating to me. Cause I'm like, well, what the fuck do I do now? Because like, yeah. I don't want to go to school, but I can't do this thing that I like literally have been wanting to do for a decent amount of high school. Um, and I thought it was going to be like the thing that like basically fixed all my problems in a magical way, which isn't super accurate, but, um, and it's like, well, well, what do I do? Um, so I kind of just kind of wandered about and just kind of like enjoyed my summer after senior year doing essentially nothing. Um, but then like my dad gave, gave me a kick in the pants and then I like got a job. Um, but anyway, fast forward to two years after that, I was just pushing carts in a Menards parking lot and, uh, the recruiter of their, of net comes up to me and asked me like, Hey, you should, you should apply for net again. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think, and then I, I went on the retreat and, uh, like the interview retreat weekend and, um, I like, you have to get like reference and stuff. So it took like a little bit, but then I got a call from that same recruiting guy that talked to me in the, uh, parking lot. His name is Andy Norton. Shout out to Andy. What a guy. Um, love that guy. What a guy. Um, and he's like, ah, oh, yeah, we want you to come on net. We like, we love you. Like you prayed over people. Like it was crazy. Like all this stuff is like cool and all that <laughs> things and those things. And, and it, I was like, I was like ecstatic. Cause I'm like, wow, I like, I succeeded at something like this is crazy. Um, and then it was just like super cool to like, see like, Hey, I, I was a flaw and then like flawed. And then like after two years, I, I overcame that. And I think a lot of that had to do with um, me doing like manual labor and yeah, I was going to say like, it. what, what do you think but, changed there? And you just saying manual labor, but yeah, yeah, go on that a little bit. Yeah. So I think like, because I was just like pushing carts in the Menards parking lot, you don't have to use your brain to push carts in a parking lot. Like you do for like the first, like maybe two days and then you can just basically turn your brain off. <laughs> right. Um, very monotonous, very yeah. monotonous. Yeah. You don't have to think about what you're doing. You're working. However, I, I think during that time, I think I processed a lot of the stuff that I was going through in high school. Cause like, in high school, we were just like really busy all the time or, or busy trying not to be busy. Totally. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, that we don't really take as much time to like think about like, where's my life at? Where do I want to be? What am mm. I struggling with? Whereas like, yeah, that was, like, that wasn't like the, my first big failure in life, but it was like, I think it was one of the most devastating failures to me because it was like one of the things that I like thought I was supposed to do. With getting rejected the first time around. Yeah, getting rejected with the first net. time around. Yeah. So like working through that and being like, okay, well, where is my value? And then being like, well, I can do this job well at least. Like I can push carts in a parking lot and get paid. I think it was like 12 to $13 an hour at that point. Um, it increased over time. But So it sounds like there mm -hmm. was some internal shifts that happened. Yes. Through your job. Mm -hmm. uh, I think. Is that I, kind of some of the process there that. Yeah, I think. A huge part of it was also like I needed to learn how to just work <laughs> right. um, and just like be able to grind a little bit because I think in like high school I like avoided grinding as much as possible I was like uh, like I just procrastinate a lot I was a really big procrastinator but then like in doing work it was like something almost even though it was like my job and my work it was something like almost like recreative for me 
like recreative. Yeah. Like it, it recreated me in a way, I think. Whereas like I got to look at the world in a different way where it's like, hey, like not everything is just riding on this one thing. Um, there is more to life than just doing missionary work after high school. High school wasn't your whole life, um, which I feel like a lot of high schoolers, when they're in high school, they're like, high school is everything. So if I get rejected by this one girl, yeah. my life is over. It's, um, it's this bubble that just... Yeah blows up and it, you're just yeah you get out of it and you realize oh that was just a little yeah. high school thing that, yeah that was a thing <laughs> um <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah dude i think that was a huge part of it but also like even kind of being able to remember like the story of even how um the our, our phrase like stay dangerous uh came about through uh us working with or doing stuff with knights of the immaculata like yeah. I, that's a story I can share. And I figured out other stuff. The, the second time we went around, obviously same exercise. You have to write out your story. I wrote Stories out- Stories you can share yeah. doing mission work. Yeah, or, doing mission work. Yep, it's, yeah. a, it's a story that, that you can like fit into uh, talking to people where you where like, so so like why, why believe in God? Why do this stuff? And I, like the second time around, I had more content because like the the the- amount of content that they're looking for is like three minutes worth of content. I think I was running for like eight minutes when I was just talking about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. So like I, I like had a lot more content the second time around because I, I think I had actually had time to reflect on it and, and grow in it and actually process a lot of that and not be in like the bubble of high school as much. So just being able to like grow up a little bit through doing work helped me a lot. But also like in that time, like I learned to trust God a little bit more too. So. I think that was really yeah, that's, what the key thing was. That's wonderful, dude. It, it you know, just to kind of have some some thought, final thoughts here. Um, just yeah. uh, it's it's just amazing to me the in your story particularly. There's this um, there's this aspect of going a bit deeper internally, and and uh, also just like finding a bit more of joy and um, maybe yeah, I could say coming into yourself more, yeah. right? where you're, you're more confident in who you mm -hmm. are. Um, you uh, have some ex more experiences under your belt yeah. doing some work. Um, mm -hmm. And even just like with Knights of the Maculata and some of those those aspects of from your story that you're able to bring into mm -hmm. the mission. And all of a sudden, like the kind of person you are two years later, you know, I think they're very confident saying, hey, wait two years. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't like, hey, we don't want you. It's like, hey, wait yeah. two years. Yeah, and like the we amount of want you in two years. Yeah. And that's, that's what, like, I think my parents told me at some point. So I'm like, okay, well, that helps a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, at the time, I was still was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Imagine, mm. like, if, if <laughs> I'm just, this is totally yeah. random, but, like, what if, like, when you're in the dating scene and you just get <laughs> have a girl that knows what she wants and she just says to any, but she says to you, and you're like, wait, wait, I want you in two years. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. I wonder if the world I'll will be you, a better place. I'll see you in a year. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay <laughs> and then you come back and then you like actually go on a date with her and you're like wow this is everything i'm looking for <laughs> stay tuned for that aspect of adam's life i don't know yeah. I, I don't know that's but, how it's gonna happen guys yeah that's 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 the story <laughs> that's how it's gonna go yeah man but uh you know i don't know if you have any kind of thoughts here before we close wrap up yeah i think a lot of it is just with like the the weirdness that high school is and being like that bubble and I think a lot of the time high schoolers, like they're, they're trying to like find their identity in so many different things the world's telling them to do. And like all these other people that are around them that they don't have like time to just think like, 
who do I actually want to be? Right. <laughs> wow. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think that, that, that reflection, right? Yeah, that reflection. I think that was what the main thing was between like right after high school and then two years later is I had two years of like being pushing carts and being able to think while I worked to be like, hey, who do I actually want to be? Um, What kind of person do I want to be? Like, and I think even reflecting on that and that also like the, at a certain point I was kind of discontent with with the job I was working. I'm like, okay, there's got to be more than just this. Like, right. um, so kind of a little bit more ambition there. Um, so I think that that was a lot of what, what it was. Um, for your story, I think, like, it was just, like, a lot of, like, I want to be out of this. And I think... I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, same thing with my my job is, like, okay, one can only push carts for so long before being, like, what the fuck is this? Shit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is great um, for about 10 minutes. And it's like, uh, okay, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I just need to even get up to the point of like realizing, Hey, I'm an adult now. And that, I think that's what like the first year of pushing carts was. <laughs> right. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. it, man. And, uh, you know, just to take us out here, guys, um, I just, once again, want to reiterate the power of our stories and, and, and be able to just take that time and carve that time out to reflect. As Adam was saying, you know, maybe you feel like there's monotonous aspects to your life, like pushing carts. Uh, utilize that time. Go, go into yourself. I know a lot of people are afraid to take that self-reflection. But, you know, if you take that, wait two years as a slap in the face. But if you're able, if you have those situations in, in, our, in your lives for those listening, where maybe that you could compare or relate to Adam's story in a sense of, oh, I need to grow in these things. Or, or my story, it's like, wow, like I get placed into something I don't want to be in because I have a lack of character. I just, I don't have these things mm-hmm. I'm behind, you know, like in my case with special ed. And I think there's a, there's kind of an aspect of like using this to fuel, fuel yourself forward. I, I think that's the message that we really want to, that we want to communicate is there is hope there is opportunity, there is purpose, and, and there's a better you on the other side. And I think we can, we can take the, the victim in, mindset and complain. Uh, and, and it's okay to be upset when that first happens, but not to stay there and to really be like, you know what, um, if I want to become a dangerous man, there are just going to be aspects I have to grow into my character, uh, whether it be just being more cleanly, uh, having more grit. Uh, there's a lot of different topics we could say, you know. Actually figuring ha- out who you are. <laughs> actually figuring out who you are, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, so we just want to bring that top of mind. And, and uh, if, if that's you, um, we believe in you. Adam and I believe in you. Oh, yeah, 100%. And that's not just like a cheesy tagline. Like, I can truly look into myself and be like, I could see how I could grow. And I could mm-hmm. see that for other people that yeah. I meet. And, and no matter who's listening to this, it's like, you definitely can grow a lot more. Um, and because th- I, I say that because I know it's true for everyone. Everyone can grow more out of whatever situation that they're in. And sometimes it can just take some grit and some reflection. Yeah. And being able to move into something and do something while also reflecting. And I think that's what really did the trick for me a lot. So. I love that. Thanks for joining us on the Dangerous Man podcast, everybody. Tune in next time. We will see you there. Until then. Stay dangerous. Stay dangerous.